and welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a new series on CW, The 4400. This is the reboot of a show that I watched many years ago. Don't ask me to recall many of the details because I don't. I just know that the actress that plays, um, oh crap, I'm going to forget. That's what I get for not watching Arrow. Anyhow, (laughs) her granddaughter, Amaya, because I did watch Legends, apparently starred in that show. Not apparently, she did star in that show. And I remember her as being a great character that turned really evil. (laughs) But you kind of felt, you kind of felt it though. Uh, Other than that, there was some other things that were going on, but... Don't ask me to recall some specific details. I don't know if the shows are connected. But we can find out since this is the first time we are delving into a new show. Let's take a peek behind the curtains. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil. Take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So as I stated, this is a reboot to the previous series. It is on CW, of course, and premiered October 25th of 2021. The show stars main cast Brittany Adebumola. Hopefully I got that right. She plays Shanice. Joseph David Jones as Jarrell. Mateo. Ariane. I'm going to guess here. Roach as Keisha. T.L. Thompson as Dr. Andre Davis. Jay Lady Moore as Claudette. uh, Derek A.K.A. King as Reverend Isaiah Rev Johnston. Kalia Johnson as LaDonna. Corey Giacoma as Logan. Amar as Hayden and autumn best as mildred this show was produced by i'm trying to find that oh here Anne frick <laughs> laura terry sunil nayar and ariana jackson those are executive producers producers are maureen milligan and david rosell Music is by John Nick Bontemps. Is it Bontemps? Do you not say the S? And I don't know how many episodes it is this first season. I know they stated it was for a full series order. I feel as if it was so underplayed how Black This Cast was and how they were all in starring roles. And that was very refreshing to see and there's some great acting in there there's some great storytelling in there it's a little cringe in some parts only because it's like yeah you don't have to hit the nail quite so hard on the head but for the most part i really enjoyed this episode and since it looks as if i've covered all the bases let's go ahead and jump into the recap So this first episode, Pass's prologue, was written by Ariana Jackson, directed by Janice Cook, 
I gave this episode a 9.7 out of 10. As I stated earlier, it was a really solid pilot episode. It put a lot of what it means to, what story it means to tell or unfold with things going forward. And I thought this was a good quick introduction to the full cast of characters that we will be following on this journey. Primarily Shanice, who is woken by husband Logan with kisses, not Paris. And those kisses are interrupted by adorable-ass baby Mariah. It is time for her to go back to work. She is a law firm clerk. Or no, she's she's a lawyer at a law firm. Why did I think clerk for some reason? I was thinking of Dee Dee. <laughs> From uh, the canceled show Mixed-ish. So she's going back to the tunes of Rihanna, except I don't know what year this is supposed to be, so I'm going to guess it's in the right time frame. With the assistance of her husband, the way she was yanked out of that car, though, when she was on the way to work. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't know why I chuckled so dang hard with that green light. (laughs) It was just funny. Like, I would think it would, I don't know, take you through the roof, not really care. But no, we're going to open the door. (laughs) Suck you out. I don't know. It's a stupid thing. It has no meaning on nothing. I just found it comical. She is then deposited in a field, possibly in Detroit, amid sirens and an air raid with many others that this has also occurred to. Jessica retrieves her girlfriend, Keisha, the next day, or is this the same night? I'm guessing this is the next day, to update her on the fact that the protest that they advertise on the news is actually an extraordinary event as the people have showed up after decades of being missed. Corrections officers and social workers are tasked with interviewing them. She thinks that they are hiding something but Keisha assures that they will find the truth. What's up with the air hustler? Creeper. Oh man. At first I didn't know why we kept seeing him lurking in the background. <laughs> hey, what's your deal, sir? Are you from the press? Reverend Isaiah Johnston uh, introduces himself to Claudette, who has an injured leg with not much info to pass along about current events. She seems from a differing timeline altogether in Mississippi, putting her nose up at him being a reverend and how people dress and act in the city. He's like, yeah, Jesus will something, something, or no, he said that that was in his family preaching the word and she said hopefully jesus can provide you with some insight i am using that line on someone in the near future as a bird (laughs) ladonna thinks that she's being pranked and she's in a dress that is so she looks like a black barbie doll (laughs) it needs to call her dad the archetype of a black barbie doll that they be selling in the stores so little white children being like, yeah, this is what black people look like. I'm not a fan of Barbie dolls in general, but yeah, the fact that she was dressed in the pink <laughs> and everything, I could not 
not see it. Shanice takes a leadership position demanding from the guard that they be released as this is an unlawful detainment. She mentions RBG. And when the doctor tells her to watch her tone, Excuse me, bitch. that's when one of the guards says, Oh, yeah, I love RBG. <laughs> it's Ruth Ginsburg. Uh, did I miss her middle name? I think I do every time. But he's like, yeah, she passed away. And that's when all realize that they are in 2021 and not in their own respective timelines. They took this very well. I know I would have been losing my, like, excuse me? I've been wearing, when, and how? I'm going to like, need y'all to put me on a respirator put drugs in my system because i'm not gonna be processing i would be beaten down they would have to lock me up real quick in a room in which i'll be plotting to get out that building so quick I'm like who am i gonna have to seduce and then knock out to get the fuck up out of here but that would have been after the moment in which i would have been severely medicated for several days just to put my head around that idea Cause everybody else is walking around like this some crazy shit. <laughs> but I, on the other hand, talking out of the other side of my mouth, maybe that is how most of us react. <laughs> like ain't much we can do uh, fucking acting crazy, but I think we would be trying to plot to get the fuck up out of there. Jarrell, the ear hustler is actually a social worker assigned to work with Keisha who isn't pleased about him taking down the glass and I ain't mad at her. Like, I get it. You work with refugees. You want to build a rapport. But COVID is still alive, motherfucker, and people are still traveling from Florida. So that means the glasses have to stay up. If some of y'all would get on the same damn fucking page, then maybe the glasses can come down. But no, they have rights. The right to be stupid as fuck. And thus, the declining cases that give us some hope of traveling for those of us that are vaccinated. <laughs> um, is definitely something those people cannot look forward to. Because a lot of borders are like, yeah, you can't get in without vaccination. <laughs> Andre attends Claudette, who is distrustful of charlatans, and mentions her and her husband fought for civil rights and can't believe things are the same with white folks in the room. I mean, at this point in the story, I'm going to say nothing happened to where I was like, oh, <laughs> let's bring up racism. After this, yes, we had a clear, that guy, he's racist. But I'm also funnily going to go to Bill Burr and be like, he would be real funny if the racist person <laughs> was like of Korean descent. I'm not sure what the other guard, what his nationality is. I'm not going to guess. I'm going to allow him to tell me because I know I'm going to guess wrong. However, it would be kind of fucking crazy if you had a racist character and they were not Caucasian, but we get the point. We get the message. We know who's number one on the list. 
<laughs> but that made me think of that joke. But at, at this point in the scene, I was like, this it came before it happened, so it felt more forced versus if the line had came later in the episode where it would have been more appropriately felt. Shanice tells her story, but real went to um Jarrell and names are gonna be crazy because it's like 50 of them that I have to to juggle. So until I know them more, I will be fucking their names up. Jarrell and Keisha. I love that all of the black characters have straight up black names. <laughs> Mildred looks like a Mildred. Ain't no Emma's up in here. Nah, Shanice, Keisha, Darrell, <laughs> Andre, Isaiah. Straight up openly black cast. I love it. But she's telling her story and realizes that she won't be able to see her family, including her baby girl. She understands that she hasn't asked for counsel because something weird is going on. But at the same time, y'all really holding us hostage and not at least letting us reach out to our family members. Mildred asks if she is okay when they walked to, I don't know where they were going, because there was one door right there. <laughs> Maybe they, no, oh, I think they were going to the restroom. Never mind. And upon hearing that she misses her daughter, she displays her powers, allowing her to escape. What is this? I always mess this one up. Telekinesis? teleport to i don't know i don't know why i can never get the tellies right she hugs her and promises to keep watch and help everyone there but mildred promises to keep watch even though she wasn't keeping watch well probably like i'll stay here to allow you time to get away and pretend i'm in the bathroom mildred is a straight up g she is so welcome to the barbecue at any point in time she also mentions that she doesn't have anywhere or anybody to see and that's why she didn't go with her which is sad Shanice gets on a bus surprised by the swiping I'm surprised that she got on that bus without no bus fare then recalls <laughs> how she met her husband at a protest for oil after a cop looked ready to attack her after she was pushed into him he was like I'm gonna catch hands don't you dare touch that woman that will now become my wife she points out his people got problems. He said, yeah, they do. Let's discuss this over dinner since we already married and got our future goals and shit. Jarrell, Jarrell is upset that these people aren't being helped and their loved ones notified seeing as they are equally confused and will equally be kept in the dark getting answers. Keisha says that we got a job to do and basically let's do it. He has to leave after getting a text, so Keisha has to interview Silent Amar. I can tell that he's probably going to have some cloak and dagger shit with Mildred because she looked like she might be the white devil in this situation. <laughs> Dark reference, if you did not know, and not some, like, racial... <laughs> slur against the child that I absolutely love and I love those two together Claudette and Dr. Andre marvel that her wound hath healed he looks shooketh explain to me explain to me she did mention she understood pain 
thus is that why she can heal is that why that's her power as keisha is being updated shanice escaped she heads back home to she was pounding on that door real hard i would have just opened it or looked out my window and been like hey what's up <laughs> love it or live here but no it had to be a karen calling the police saying that the woman is armed and trying to break in because people break in and announce themselves to the whole damn neighborhood you could just tell she was racist because the first thing she said out of her mouth was she's black like oh that makes so much sense this would be happening America, fuck yeah. then the police cars show up the ones that are really scary because they got black tinted windows escalates just be driving off with people in the back seat i will never ever ever trust any cop car <laughs> like no there's some fucked up shit going on and it definitely involves the violation of human rights so the social worker Jarrell shows up and sees her dip out and was like nah I'm not gonna tell Keisha cause I don't trust that bitch <laughs> it's like you're with the law and we don't trust the law fuck the police coming straight from the underground a young nigga got it back cause I'm brown he basically was filling her out all episode like how Colin Powell are you she makes her way to a friend who helped raise her when she opened the door i forgot her name i didn't write it down she's like nisi is that you come in out of the cold you gonna catch your death <laughs> that is so beautifully openly black jerrell parkson is looking for someone by the name of manny who we find out later more information Claudette got two suitors in, at least I think she got two suitors. I feel like she got two suitors. And Reverend Isaiah, the kind of Reverend who prays to the Lord with his dick, <laughs> opens a pop for her and she enjoys it. She can't not put her eyes on him, but she knows he's bad for her. She eyes LaDonna, who has sharp nails because she wants to follow up on this strange absolutely healed phenomenon that just happened to her while LaDonna is acting like a Karen twisted inside out Shanice is worried that she can't reach Logan with I'm just gonna call her Nana telling her to rest and you don't say no to a black woman that's your Nana no matter how old you are and she tells them to tells her to seek them out in the morning her daddy apparently was a rolling stone and when she kept talking grandma straight bust out the blanket she went to sleep quick though she's like mama knows best in the bathroom claudette waits for Ladonna to get out of the stall and tells her that she wants her to cut her she's like look i know it's fucked up here but like are you okay <laughs> i have a love-hate relationship with Ladonna. i have a feeling i'll grow to love her she says i will threaten to expose your bulimia to the guard that Ladonna is sweet on and i put in my notes when did that happen 
I knew he smiled, but I figured he smiled at everybody until later on when it was a lot more, <laughs> at least prevalent for me. Did I did I catch up on that? Because at that moment, I was like, when did that happen? She said, are you going to bleed out? Oh my goodness. Oh my damn. Oh my goodness. It was at that moment I knew she was my sister. <laughs> she is my baby sister, 125%. They both watch in amazement as she heals herself. They then show Andre once again. And Donna said, I tried doing it to myself and it still stings. They agree not to say anything to anyone else about this as it could be detrimental to their already precarious situation. The next morning dressed in that awful fucking gown oh my lord that's like when my mom forced me to wear dresses for church i'm like this is not okay all right i'm not supposed to look like a 55 year old woman Jarell agrees to help shinny see her family as he also agrees that the situation isn't being handled the best way but tells her she must return afterward to the hotel he will square it to give her a little bit of time when she asks, why are you helping me? It's at this moment you realize that Manny is his family, as he mentions he would. As he would give anything to know that the family, his family or someone's family is okay. At the hotel, protesting occurs, but before eager to be violent, can brandish his nightstick. I'm glad Jessica looked at him like, what the fuck? While the others were nervous, but not looking for a reason to be violent today. But at the same time, who is in charge? Because I feel as if it is Jessica, she needs to be a little bit more present. Reverend Isaiah steps in and is able to mediate the group, advocating for better sleeping arrangements while validating everyone's feelings and getting Jessica to agree to start talking, knowing that something weird is happening and sure the government probably is working on it. And yes, there is answers coming we just need to be patient is basically what he was breaking it down as but only so patient andre is impressed by his skills but claudette is not because she is married to a man that is a smooth talker and a charmer just like that and may possibly have been abusive because she said she's used to pain poor shanice i knew it was gonna happen this way she pounds on the door course her daughter mariah answers she's 16 years old logan comes out he uh is married <laughs> and i'm mad his wife is like shanice i know you girl i bet you it's this <laughs> i laugh so hard because even with his explanation of i thought you ran off and left us he still answered with how long you've been married nine years damn <laughs> like, you should be the one upset in this situation and yeah you feel chastised but logan really does think that she left as he found her note but she replies it's not what he thinks and that something unexplained happened and that they're being held her and a whole bunch of other people in a hotel but then she is taken away in cuffs. Jarrell isn't happy his partner just traumatized the whole family and distrusts her for being for the system above humanity. 
She doesn't trust him because he's hiding something and thinks he may have helped her escape. While she's kind of right about the help her escape part, I mean, he just kept tabs on her, but kept her away from the people that's clearly looking for her. Well, I gotta tell you my secrets. We met yesterday, sis. Shanice gets back to the hotel and admits that her life is in shambles when Andre checks on her and explains the letter that her husband found was part of her postpartum phase. She wasn't connecting with her daughter. She thought about leaving. I'm not sure why she kind of looked out. Well, I guess she was going through. I was about to say why she looked out. <laughs> Can I tell you how much I love seeing the do-rag on? Because I know since I've been working from home, I now live about 95% of my time in the do-rag. So I appreciated seeing it on my screen. But she got help. But unfortunately, she never told her husband about this incident. And he found the discarded letter when she went missing because she never thought to burn it either. It probably was really fairly recent. Now she's heartbroken. She missed everything. All of her first and someone else raised her daughter and that her daughter didn't seem to need her. She starts to cry in Andre's lap and he's like, there, there. He looks like he's going to be like the uh, the uncle of the situation. Forgot to mention Mildred was about to unleash the wrath of Khan when Nightstick came out. Until Amar had to calm that all the way. Now Amar. Hayden had to calm that all the way down. You underestimate my power. Claudette attempts to cheer LaDonna who really wants her phone back. And is jealous she's one of the X-Men. The what now? <laughs> She decides to play the piano to cheer everyone up and she can sing. When Mr. Who the Fuck Put This Guy in Charge stops the piano, hurting Claudette in the process and telling them that they are to line up, causing both Isaiah and Shanice to get pissed. Claudette says she's fine, but he's suspicious that she lied after he sees the blood. I just know that guard is going to die and Mildred is going to be behind it and everyone's going to have to protect her. Keisha catches up with Jarrell and he admits that these at a bar, by the way, which look really nice because I haven't been one in one in so long. That these people are not going to be handled well and haven't been and that while she and her superiors might be good people, she knows black history. She knows fucking history in general. So stop acting like the situation that's about to unfold on some of our people and more is about to be a human rights violation. He admits that Manny is his brother who he thought disappeared a year ago. He even thought he saw a green light, but he is not within the 4400. Something tells me there's more. She agrees to square it with her girlfriend with him picking up on that earlier on. Probably because he was all up in their mouth. Her sister was killed in a crossfire by a parolee who shouldn't have had access to a weapon, thus why she is so committed to the law. I do like the variety of black characters that we're getting with their motivations. On the news, someone snitched to the press. I bet it was the security guard that got a crush on LaDonna because he saw her dancing and he was like, yeah, we about to do the remix of Brandy Cinderella. Claudette asked Shanice how she got away. 
She protects Mildred's secret, saying, I just found an open door. <laughs> While Claudette keeps her own secret as Shanice admits that they are special and whatever is happening, they have more power than they think. You just know Logan and Mariah are watching this unfold on the news and knowing what they just witnessed <laughs> are completely in their feelings right now. And the wife is with the wifey trying to make cookies and milk. Jessica, Keisha's girlfriend, has already proven Jarrell was right as NASA has been read in on the situation as they are witnessing the impossible and she tells her to beware of quote-unquote them welcome to the rice fields motherfucker hayden who has not said one word all episode overhears but doesn't respond to who the hell missy elliott is as they comically have him in that shirt that ain't nobody found at the salvation army because they don't have nice things just as she is about to steer him off to bed, he says to tell Jarrell Manny is okay and that he's sorry for everything. Hello. Yes, it's meant to be weird and uncomfortable. Your feelings are correct. Don't worry. Now the question becomes, is Keisha gonna snitch? I don't think she is. <laughs> because I think that she realizes that Jarrell is right. Jarrell needs to follow the rules a little bit more and she needs to put her humanity above her badge if the system that she works for is not doing what they commit to do. I like it. I really like this episode. I am looking forward to the next one. We do have feedback. I don't have no predictions right now. I just, it, it, it's going to unfold. People are going to get powers. This is going to get ugly. I'm guessing it's going to go somewhere in the way of the original series. So I'm just strapped in for the ride. And with that, let's segue. <laughs> let's hop into the mailbag. What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for 4400. Um, I remember when I saw the preview for this show, I was so excited because when that first 4400, the 40, I think it was called the 4400. I don't remember, but it when it came out, that was my show. I loved it so much. And even to this day, I don't even understand why it got canceled. It seemed like it was pretty popular. I don't know, but I was all about this. Um, something that I keep thinking about, one of the girls that I've been online friends with, I, I can't even tell you how long, Derek was a baby, baby. It was when I first started reading fanfic. Um, so it was probably like, maybe like 2013. I've known her for quite some time. I would say it's, it, it's probably been like eight or nine years, but she she said she was like the cast of this show looked like Wakanda and I forever remember that it made me laugh so hard and because one of the things we always talk about is that we like shows that have you know that's diverse like a show that's too black under certain channels don't do well and that was something we talked about like this show has a lot of black people in it like in their main characters 
I mean, they could have like maybe put more Hispanic, Native Americans, more um, Asian Americans in there. Um, I just I feel like this show being as black as it is <laughs> could be an issue. I really like this first episode, so I'm hoping it does well. It's like, I guess, I guess, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope that it's um, seen in the light, like just people looking at it as if it's, I can 100% guarantee that this is not the case. But I want people to like look at it just through itself, like not at like the cast because the show itself was really good. I, one of the things that I really, really loved about it was the fact that even though they had a lot of black people in it, they showed that black people can be different. There was, you know, the really preppy girl, like I, she looked like she was from the 80s. Like I would say like a valley girl, very um, prepped up, long hair. She wore the tight little dress, uh, the pink dress. I, I don't know people's names yet. You know, it's going to take me at least two or three episodes to know that. But then there was the lawyer. She seemed to be like the main focus um very smart she had natural hair she was dark-skinned um then we had the little black boy um we had the reverend um the the doctor from the 40s is what i looked like and i absolutely love the lady in the green with the um i would assume she's from the 50s maybe 60s late 50s early 60s um i love that they all were different they weren't weren't one-dimensional black people like the loud sassy um sidekick you know the or the ghetto ratchet like they were different and it just shows that black people are not all the same and i really really enjoyed that one of the things that i i liked also was the fact that they um leaving everything a mystery um no one knows like the fan like we don't know who like we find out that they like this is one facility and there's a bunch of them scattered all over the United States and I have no doubt in my mind that the United States would do exactly that like there's a, a bunch of people that just dropped they just all appeared out of nowhere at the same time from different places in the world, different time periods, there's no way they would tell the world about this. I'm not saying that they're not wrong, but I just, I feel like them keeping them in a hotel, I don't even think it would be that nice. If y'all remember what they did to the immigrant children, they had them in fucking boxes and crates. So I'm not saying that they would do that, but I'm not saying that they wouldn't. <laughs> like you just holding people hostage because you don't know what to do with them and you're not understanding where they came from i i don't remember it was a while ago like the first 4400 was a while like the early 2000s so i'm pretty sure like they all appeared and the world knew about them but i really like that the the acting for the most part i thought was pretty good there was a couple of people that mm, they might need some work but this is the first episode the pilot episode so you know I give it some credit and it's on the CW so it's not Batwoman so I'm I'm okay with it for the most part the acting was really good um, another thing that 
gives me hope is that it is on the CW and they keep shows that are trash for a really long time because y'all remember how we tried to support Batwoman and that show was just absolute garbage I could not even get through I think it was episode four with the new the new Batwoman season two I tried to watch it because it seemed like it might be something you know a good you know black centered episode I just I couldn't it was just awful um, so we know that they don't care about stuff like that. They'll renew the hell out of a show. So that does get me. White people are okay with seeing themselves 100% in a show. But if a show is more has more than two characters that are black, especially if the two black characters are dark-skinned, they usually have a problem with it and they can't watch it. So we'll see how this dude. But I did like, I love how... <laughs> Um, we got to see the main character. I cannot remember her name. She was wearing that red suit and her hair was like very natural. She was wearing her, her head wrap with her white husband. And then she went to back. We find out she's a lawyer. She's going back to, to work after maternity leave. And then she gets like sucked up into the sky and falls and she's in Detroit. That's where she's from. I love that we didn't realize she was like, I heard that that song on the radio the rihanna song but i was like oh that's my jam i didn't even think about the fact that this might be the first time this song was played on the radio because that was uh rihanna's first song <laughs> that was my shit so i was like oh that's my jam um and it just goes to show you how fashion recycles itself because her outfit could easily be worn right now even the natural hair that she has people are wearing it like that now shoot underneath the sewing i got natural hair too um, I wish I was talented enough to wear my hair like hers. I'd I be trying. It don't work. That's why I end up in a sewing. But that's neither here nor there. And I loved how we come to find out that she is 16 years from yesterday. Like, that reveal was pretty awesome. Um, we knew there were people that you could look at and see that they're displaced from time because of the way they're talking, the way that... um they have their hair or just you know things like that but we didn't realize that she was displaced in time and I knew as soon as she went to her found her husband and her daughter opened the door I was like I know he's married to a white woman I just know and I know just from the little pieces that we've seen about her that she was gonna be fucking pissed and I'm not gonna lie like I'm not saying I don't expect you to get married but for you to have my black daughter raised by a white woman, that shit would piss me off. And I'm not saying it's a fair anger. I'm just telling you how I know it's going to be. Like if Darren and I ever uh, broke up, you know, I guess Derek's 10, so it's different. But if we had another kid and something happened to me and I find out that he got a white woman raising my black daughter, I would be fucking living. And I think he, I think Darren fucking knows that. Like I, I can't even like... I'm sorry. It's not a fair reason to be angry, but I felt her and I understand why she's angry. So for nine years, well, her daughter's 16. So her daughter was what? I'm assuming they've been married for nine years. They had to been dating for some time. So her daughter was pretty impressionable. Um, and looking at her hair was pretty basic. Looked a little, little bit dry. Clearly she didn't learn, um, you know how to do ethnic hair but I mean I'm sure you know she loves their daughter 
I wonder, I mean, we don't even know if they have other kids, but their daughter being the only black person in a white household probably feels a little uncomfortable for her. Um, but it, it sucks that she was having some postpartum depression and she wrote a note that she never got rid of. So her husband really thought she just left. Um, but the fact that the, we, we see the little, the young looking white girl has powers. Um, we know that our friend in the green can heal herself. And I'm assuming we're going to see all of them. Cause if I, I remember, um, uh, like the main characters and I remember them having powers I remember just loving the show and if I could re-watch it I would I'm sure there's a way to I would only do if it's free I'm not gonna pay for it but I really like this show um I just gave an overview um I can't wait to see what you guys think about it I liked it and I'm looking forward to next week because I do um think this ep- this show is gonna be good but we'll see so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch me out that was Mimi with her thoughts and things. <laughs> Some few notes. I'm glad you liked the pilot. Um, I totally did forget about the fact that they put immigrant tr- immigrant children in boxes and crates. Maybe that's why Millennia Trump stopped talking to Trump. She seemed concerned about the border welfare. <laughs> and he was like, bitch, stop. I did not ask you to do stuff. You know the contract you signed. <laughs> the acting I thought was solid. Um, definitely pa- way I couldn't even. I don't think I got past episode two or three of Batwoman before I'm like, I can't take this shit no more. I can't. The acting is just uh, atrocious. So I'm with you there. I'm laughing. You're like, uh, if it's all black people, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I think that's where where um where it's been going wrong right because i think there's more interest like charm i think that that group of people would be more intrigued by a show so you have that particular demographic and then you have the ones that are like us too that just want to show up and support our black shows that are out there but because they have a diverse group of people unlike black lightning and america and all american that have are really centered around one particular group set and less diverse amongst the culture culture within the show that this will attract more of an audience and yes there could be a little bit more of a mix-up but i don't have too much as much uh, an issue with that because i think it's i understand what you mean I always like a diverse cast of people, but there are still too far and few really good shows that show us in differing lights, uh, including an all-black cast that I actually appreciate the show more for it, if that made any sense. And yeah, I'm glad you told me it was the 90s because I could not, I thought she was from the 80s. <laughs> I knew that song could not have been playing in the 80s, but I could not. I didn't know if it was early 2000s. That's what I was thinking. Not 90s, early 2000s. Was that outfit in the 2000s? I don't know. I don't know what I was. I was looking like a hot best, so I don't have any room to talk. <laughs> I wear my hair natural when it gets nappy for like two weeks. I don't do nothing to it though. 
I just pretty much keep washing it or I wash it and condition it like once a week and then I for the most part if I could learn to do something creative with it I would but it's just brushed out it's a fro <laughs> and then I straighten it out every once in a while or at least you know once after those two weeks pass I'll wash it actually straighten it out I can't afford a sew in because the shit is not inexpensive <laughs> I mean I'm sure I could sacrifice something for it but I was like oh so much yeah that's real anger for real for real anger that I also understand and not saying that is right but yeah no no I had when uh, my ex was supposedly with he was engaged to this girl but they never actually <laughs> exchanged rings he never gave her a ring anyway and then she was trying to tell me about my baby like she was giving her information when she was washing and I said oh no now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up it's just a fierce protectiveness especially because your black child is not going to be raised the way in which they can get the full benefit and the full love and support and affirmation they need from a black mother that knows how much they need it in society they're never going to get that from a caucasian woman and that's why so while it is an irrational type of anger it's a, a i think it's a legitimate one it's a valid one to have because you know that they're never going to feel the way they could have grown up feeling and all the things that they probably could have avoided feeling if they had you as that black mother there her daughter was four months when she was abducted or whatever the fuck happened because now they think it's aliens so that is triple points on the the livid side and devastation that woman raised her 16 years she missed out on her daughter and i'm sure that the 4400 actually is on netflix right now or hulu one or the other but i definitely saw it because i considered myself re-watching the show but i never got around to it <laughs> maybe that could be something we do this summer when there's nothing on and we want to do a rewatch of something We're like oh we missed the 4400 so much we'll just do a rewatch because i never finished it i don't think i did at least i don't remember as i stated i remember liking the show but i don't have the actual details and that is our feedback for this week if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can also leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic